everyone, and welcome to another week of Crunch with the Mythos Manual. I'm your host, Leslie Wisniewski, producer of this podcast, and with me, as always, is Game Master Calder David. I'm the... I never even need to say for these. <laughs> Do I need to prompt you the way you prompt the players? Yeah, I don't have a good intro. I don't have any... I don't have a way in. With Invite me, me in. With me, as always, is one of the dice from your set of D&D dice. Which Ugh. which sided what, die are what you? Dice am I? I don't know. The last one that you did was like, "What creepy bug are you?" I think you're running out of ideas. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself and tell me what dice you are. I am the D100. I am two dice. You don't use the. Ugh, I guess you do. You never use those though. You never use like the percentage dice. I use the percentage dice. You use the percentage dice because you're a game master and you use the percentage dice to hurt players, and sometimes reward them. Rarely. With a percentile roll. <laughs> okay. The better the percent, the better the reward. Ugh, well, I feel like that does not happen frequently, especially in the dragon's jungle where it seems like everything's going to shit. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. A little. It's not like anything got better. That's true, but we did get some kind of, a, we got some nice uh, like character vignette moments, I feel like, that have been happening. There were a lot of those. There, there was a big chunk of episodes that were very talky. Mm-hmm. And so that, which is nice. It's nice to actually really be able to explore the characters and like we had some really fun beats and the story really is really kind of picking up. Oh yeah, I think there's also definitely something to say about really talky game sessions when the game master doesn't have to run a massive combat. Right, but then I miss combats. Then and, I, and then you decide to just double down on a crazy I, combat. Then I want a big, a big fight. I want a big fight. Well, that definitely happened in these last two episodes, and we're going to dig into all of that. But let's talk about the talky bits first. Ugh, boring. <laughs> boring talky bits. Skip all the kissing scenes. There is no kissing, but there was some some digging into Suresh's backstory. Oh, that is true. Yes, we got into a little bit of like Suresh's big story, big... Big secret. Big boyhood secret. His big boyhood secret. That, that was fun. I was happy to be able to kind of really toss that story around a little bit. And it was definitely part of the original conception. And I liked being able to dole out pieces of it over time. That yeah. There's so many forgotten histories, or, which is part of like the whole story. It's like, you know, you learn about Suresh's history, but you also learn about the jungle's history. Learning about the Charuka's role. Like, everything is intertwined but so far apart from each other in time yeah, that it all feels kind of like sandwiched by the, to the players. Definitely, because everything happened before. It's exactly, all, It's yeah. all lumped into pre-us. <laughs> yeah, that there, but you're in a place that you know has thousands of years worth of history. The situation that we are currently in is informed by that history. Oh, definitely. I think Suresh, Suresh's past is a fantastic example of that. I think up until this moment, or rather maybe the moment of a couple episodes ago, the big thing we were kind of waiting to find out is like, did Suresh kill his brother? If so, how? But now the big thing is Suresh gave the paw of Angazan to Mithilti. Right, after finding it in the pyramid. Yeah, years ago. That's why Mithilti has it, is because yes. he just gave it, according to Mithilti, he just gave it to me. He just gave it to me. He just gave it away. Yes, that's that is my, what she says. That's my bad Mithilti impression. Oh. <laughs> Yours is obviously much better. It, well, it's because it's me. <laughs> it's not an impression. I am Mithilti. Oh, you are indeed. I, I, my Mithilti voice is when I was 
wasting a lot of money in theater school. I had to take a couple acting classes, mm-hmm. and I remember I remember being taught how to be an old person <laughs> in an acting class by actually a really wonderful teacher. Wait, what are what are your tips and tricks for playing an old person? An old person, they're they're. I, I remember her being the the tip was very much like they they move. Like, think about how they move, like, because old people have very distinct ways of moving more than, like, young people do, I guess. Yeah, so when you're Mathilde, are you, like, moving in, in she's weird She's very, ways? like, she's light as a feather. She's very, she just dances along oh. with her words. Oh, she's, oh. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. I've always really liked Suresh. I've loved how much of a dumpster fire he is. But it makes you really kind of appreciate him. I, I think Damius has this really wonderful moment where he's like, you gave it all away to save Ruth, and I would do that too. That was very sweet. I thought that was a kind of a good turnaround. Because Suresh is complex that way. He's not super good, but he's also not like a evil person. He's not a great husband slash father. He's a great husband slash father. I don't know what you th- why you think that of what he does sometimes i think like i think people just i don't know like i think that we had some fun role playing and it turned yeah. into like i like the idea of suresh was like this absent-minded professor kind of type a little bit and did everyone just kind of like roll that into he's a bad dad sorta yeah which i don't i'm like i don't i never said that we never we never explicitly said that he was a bad dad it's like and it's part of it now which is i fine, guess i like, think i think kafka just feels like maybe he's a potentially bad father? Right. I think like their issue, I think maybe the issue that they're having is they think Suresh shouldn't have brought Anushka here, but like Anushka's part, part of the of reason it. why he's here in the first place. Yeah, that's true. I think also the fact that Suresh often has the party kind of pinching the bridge of their nose and sighing a lot of the time. Yeah, but I, I try, I actually try to make Suresh seem like a very devoted husband and father. I mean, he de- like. He's I, flawed, but I don't yeah, think like he's no. a bad husband and father. No, I think that's very much kind of like how the characters have decided to feel about him. Right, which is part of any kind of actual game session. Right? Yeah. As a GM, I feel like, no, that your understanding of this character is incorrect. I'm sorry. Only the way I envision the character is the true way <laughs> of understanding the character. Your take is incorrect. Regardless of how I think the players walked into this these last couple episodes thinking about Suresh, I think they definitely have a different point of view on him now because they understand that he gave his his most prized possession to save Ruth's life. And that was before they were lovers or anything like that. And it was definitely something I think that cemented his life in a way. That at the end of the day, he is about his family. Yeah, I think so too. I think I always imagined it was a, a more selfless act, right? Like he was able to resist this like, call from this powerful relic that had driven him to madness temporarily as he threw his brother from the top of the pyramid. To me, the part of the story was like, who is Suresh? And like expelling some of this story about him where he allegedly murdered his brother, but then we find out, oh, he didn't, he murdered his brother, but he was kind of under the the Dark influence. Yeah, like he was holding this incredibly powerful evil object. Like, throughout this game, I've been waiting for someone to just, like, reach out and grab it when they were in Sugar Glade. Like, I was yeah. ready, when, like, Paul was talking about, like, oh, Kafka's going to steal it. I'm like, great, because he's going to have to make a will save. He's going to fail. Because this is a... <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a massively powerful... It's a massively powerful artifact. Like, it's it's insanely like, powerful. what's the will save on the Paw I don't remember offhand. But it's big. It's it's not... Kafka's not going to make it. And it's the sort of thing that like, you have to make all the time. Yeah. It, like, it's it was always going to be 
they never grabbed it, so like they'll never really know until they until, until it comes they up grab later, it. I guess. Yeah. But like that was always like a potential way for the story to go. I always had it in mind. It's like if someone grabs the pod, like I'm gonna do something. They're if, gonna do something evil, right? They're like it's gonna it's this evil corrupting thing that turns you. I think it slowly turns you into like a, a worshiper of Angazan. Like it's Angazan like speaking to you. It's like a very yeah. powerful relic in yeah. my mind. Um, but that just never happened. And that's fine, honestly. So the fact that Suresh was able to right, yeah, separate like, himself from it in that way. Exactly. And so he, he pulled himself apart from it. And then using that paw, Mithilti was able to take control of the Charuka. Yeah. Well, I, I do think there's something very, in, there's there's something interesting and I think worth saying about the phrasing of the of Mithilti's request of like, you have to give me the thing that you that you most treasure is that is that kind of what it is or the thing the thing you that, I don't know. did I did I actually even say that did I, did, did yeah Suresh, did Suresh Suresh says that she said that I would have to give her the the thing closest to my heart or something to of that I hope nature. I said it right sometimes I come up with these fun ideas like I write them down as like my pre-session game right, right and then like but I'll be in the moment and I'll be just role playing and I won't I won't get the word like if especially if the wording's like specific I won't get it right all the time I'll be like oh shit I meant. <laughs> I meant to say this whole other thing, and I didn't. Darn it. Darn it. <laughs> well, I, yes, because it, Suresh did say that, like, the thing you treasure most, the thing you most treasure, it's something of that okay. nature. Okay, so I, I, I was... Paraphrasing. Great. Yeah. Um, and I think now is maybe a great time to, to talk a little bit about storylines that you have in your in your heart and in your mind for a campaign, but that end up just not working for it, because I know that is a piece of a story that isn't told in this particular chapter of the Mythos Manual. Right. Like, I, I, it doesn't seem likely that we're going to get to Anushka's storyline in, in a major way, which is like absolutely fine again, where I built out this campaign with all these different NPCs and I didn't put enough time to explore everything. On purpose. On purpose. Like I, yeah. I was very much going into being like, we're going to hit what we're going to hit and we're not going to see the end of certain storylines. And that's, gonna be really cool kind of part of the fun of it and so since the party spent like really relatively little time doing like stuff with Anushka as like part of like you know like this little fun chart I have where the NPCs are they're becoming better friends with the NPCs yeah blah 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 Anushka is really far behind so we're just probably not gonna get to it so let's take the time now and talk a little bit about what your ideation for that character was and how it ties into this to this offering that Mathilti made all those years ago there's two problems I have now with the storyline because I initially envisioned it that Suresh makes this deal with Mathilti where he says I'll give you the thing I treasure the most and he hands her the paw and she is like great I'm gonna revive Ruth and there you go yeah and the the big reveal would be that Anushka was actually the thing he loved the most and would not the paw and would love the most his entire life right or, yeah. yeah and but like in practice that felt really muddy suddenly. Like, I feel like the players would have a hard time kind of swinging on that in, in the moment. Like, it's it, like, it, that's the sort of reveal I think that works better. In, like, a book? In a book or, <laughs> a yeah, movie. A yeah. movie. It, it, in role play, stuff like that is hard to make land well, right? Like, yeah. it just, like, someone, does, someone starts to say a joke at the wrong time or it's hard to sometimes work conversations around to, like, big reveals like that. And it just, it started to feel really muddy. Yeah. And so I always kind of had in my mind that that was part of the story. Like, they addressed that. Like, Anushka's waking up and screaming, and that's part of the reason why they're here in the Dragon's Jungle in the first place. And, like, that was kind of built into it from the get-go. 
And I was going to do this kind of thing where the hags and Mathilti were going to capture Anushka or, you know, maybe like not capture her, but draw them to her. Like she would be interested in them and would leave willingly, would be kind of part of the story maybe. Yeah. Um, but that storyline also got a little swallowed by Chelby. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, again, the choices that the players are making are really dictating the types of, the, the type of story that you're telling. Agreed. And so we're just, the Anushka storyline is just, you know, Anushka's here and it's fine. Like she's still a fun character and she's interacting with people, but like she just isn't one of the more prominent characters that we're using compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, I do like, it is definitely a little bit of a heady concept and couldn't probably be revealed without some like grand machinations monologuing, which Mathilti I think has already done a little bit at this right. point. Right, like how many times can I do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, and have it remain effective for sure. Uh, but I like kind of knowing, for me, outside of the game, it's kind of a nice thematic thought to to reflect on like, Suresh just kind of being like, yeah, sure, here's this thing. And Mathilde being like, oh, uh, yes, uh, also this. Right. There, there is that kind of, that is a funny beat where she, he's like, give me what you want most. And he hands her an incredibly powerful relic. And this too, I guess. Sure. Cool. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to use this to conquer the jungle. Thank you. Very cool. Very clutch. Yeah. Clutch know, gift. Like, does it in a way lessen his, his like, quote unquote, sacrifice or? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's too muddy. Yeah. Oh well. That's fair. Some beats are too muddy, and that's and that's when you have to know when to let them go. That's a that's a little lesson here on yeah. the on the crunchity crunch. Well, digging in more out of the talking moments and into the fights. Oh my gosh, the fight in this most recent episode had me almost pulling my hair out. There was so much happening. I felt like everyone was going to die, which I think maybe is the indication of a good fight. Uh, but it was crazy. Can we talk about that a little bit? I liked this fight a whole lot. It was really cool. Uh, it kind of happened... I mean, it's not even over yet, right? Like, Well, I mean, like, this portion of the part, combat is over. Combat part one. Yeah, combat part one. Olatik is gonna come back. But for now... <laughs> you're safe in this tower. You, yeah, you're safe in the tower. We're good. Yeah. The battle happened in a way where the beats didn't really line up with how I envisioned them, which happens every time we play, where I, I kind of have an idea of how a scene is going to go, and then I'm... Well, how, how is the scene initially supposed to go for you? I think I wanted the players to interact with the bound dwarf. I wanted to actually have a scene with poor Hectathes. Yeah, poor Hectathes. And where they could maybe actually stand a chance of saving him or something. Yeah. Because the, the premise was that the players would just walk into this trap, basically. They see Hectathes, he's tied up. They recognize that he's Hectathes. They actually recognize <laughs> he's Hectathes, a character who's been here since the goddamn beginning. I know he's like a minor laborer, but, but like... still... His I... name is Hectathes, and he's a dwarf. I... I, I don't know how to make him stand out more. Listen, I, I hear you. There's only one dwarf. <laughs> and his name is Hectathes. Oh, as soon as you, you describe this dwarf kind of strung up, I'm like, oh no, one of the people from, uh, from the party. Or not from the party, from, from the traveling group. It's that one dwarf. But they didn't get it in the moment. You're so stupid. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. Except Cal's not sorry. He I'm just... not. Remember things. We're making a podcast. Take notes. Something. Sometimes they do. Huh. Chrissy, Chrissy's gotten better about taking notes. Oh, that's good. Well, let's anyway. Let's, let's talk a little a bit about this. Okay, so right. So what I wanted was I wanted the party to have like a beat with Hectathes where they could try to save him or something. Because the the trick was that they just were gonna think that there's a dagger buried in Hectathes. Yeah. 
and they'll try to pull it out of him to like help heal him and save him from whatever these Charukawa are trying to do. And then they would look at the dagger and see explosive runes written onto the blade. I thought it was a really clever and they, bit. And like, they throw it or something. No, as soon as you read explosive runes, they blow up. Oh. That would have been like the thing. It would like... Instead, again, poor Suresh. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's something written here. And then just... And then it explodes. explodes. Like that happened. I was like, oh my God, no. Because I think right before that... Olatika had just kind of been revealed and is cresting the horizon coming towards them. And the player, I think Alan was like, okay, so we have about two rounds before Olatika gets here. A lot can happen in two rounds. Insinuating, I think, a lot of good can happen and we can turn this around. Instead, explosion over here. Like, Chelsea's all of a sudden running. It's just like, it's insane. Anushka was running to Chelsea and then she sees that her dad just got exploded. So she runs back to him. It's just a mess. It is a mess. Yeah. So, and it all goes poorly because of Kafka is what happens. Because Kafka had a great perception. Because Kafka had a great perception check, saw the ambush about to happen. Yeah. But in a way, it... It it, just changes the scene. I will say this, though. Which is cool. It was really, from from a viewer or a listener standpoint, it was fun to have, like, our party, the heroes, like, are in combat with each Charuka. Shayaka is helping out because like he's the man he's doing his fun like staff bit then the it felt like a it felt like I was watching a show because then the NPCs are running to help Hectathes and try and figure that out and then that starts going to shit just as like the Herald of Angazan shows up and is like ha 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 I brought Olatika which also Olatika? Olatika's dead <laughs> Olatika's dead he's locked up in my basement oh god <laughs> Olatika <laughs> just shows up like why'd you kill Olatika? Oh, Olatika was never alive. Mwahaha! It was like, Olatika was always a trick. Mm. Like from the get go, I I realized like uh, around the time I think Dalton died, I needed a good I needed a good way to like show that Mithilti was a bad guy, and I wanted to come up with like a fun, interesting way of like of like betrayal. A good betrayal, yeah. I wanted a good betrayal scene. To kind of really cement that, because oh. like, it was too ambiguous, and I didn't. I wanted to get rid of the ambiguity. I, I was ready to move. We're getting ready to go into Endgame, so there needs to be a big reveal. A big reveal. There needs to be like a that's, big move she can do. That's right, because she tells Damius. Yeah, she tells Damius during the dreams about Olatika. Right. That's the whole thing. Like, it, like everyone gets a little dream sequence, and I use that dream sequ- sequence with Damius. Explore Damius as a character a little bit, mm-hmm. but like to really just show have a, like you know to have. Mithilti, yeah. tell him about Olatika. That was, but they never, mm-hmm. they never went to Olatika. They never went to see him. They always, they kept flirting with going to find Olatika because they were like, oh, Olatika solves all of our problems. But they couldn't commit. But they couldn't commit to actually going to see him. What was in those tunnels, Cal? Oh, ants. They were just giant <laughs> ants. I, like I just had it written. <laughs> In, ants. Yeah, it was this. There was gonna be an encounter with giant ants on the it. way to Olatika. That was it. It spooked them. They it spooked them too much. It was. They were just giant ants. I just needed. I felt like I needed an encounter between Olatika and the mountain. So Olatika was initially kind of his own encounter. Yeah, Olatika. So the way the way I had it in my head was the party would go to this high high point and summon Olatika, and then it would be revealed. That, oh no, Olatika's actually been killed by the hags and has been brought back to life as an undead monster and is super powerful. And Mathilti's not your friend anymore. Exactly. And Mathilti's not your friend anymore. And it would be the big reveal. Mm -hmm. And they'd be stuck in this really hard fight with this powerful undead creature. And it would have been, that's what it would have been. It would have been like, instead though, 
the beat ends up happening differently because instead of going to see Olatika, they out of nowhere during that episode decided to go to see Mithilti and like kind of interrogate her was like their plan. Right. And I already knew that according to like my little inter- inner calendar that like the like Mithilti was going to do this thing. She was going to enchant, enchant the-, the camp. Like that yeah. was going to happen this night while the party was fighting Olatika. Instead, the party walks in on the enchantment ritual. And things <laughs> oh, just gosh. things spiraled out the way they spiraled out. But then Olatika is still just kind of lingering as this as this false promise. Right, exactly. I didn't want the party. Maybe they would have figured it out, like how they figured out the, the, uh, leaves. the, the leaves, right? Yeah. They, re- they realized that the leaves were connected to... It's a false gift. Right. Yeah. And maybe they would have pieced it together, but I didn't want to risk it. I didn't want the party to get really into the idea of now going to see Latika and just to get up there and he's actually an undead monster because the reveal's gone. It's just like, oh, we were lied to. It, it's like a, it's a, it's a, re, it's a repetitive story beat. It is a repetitive story beat, 100%. So instead I wanted, I needed to get rid of this plot line. I needed to... Kill it. Kill it. I needed we're, to kill it. We're approaching singularity. It. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have too many stray plot lines. And Latika was like a late edition and one that doesn't really matter to like the grand scheme of things. To your grand scheme of things. Well, to my own personal grand scheme scheme of things right so this was a really good time to use him like like this is a good time to cash in that chip where he's a, like he's kind of I built him out already and he's like the appropriate level for a boss fight kind of mm-hmm. and like it seems like a cool time to use him right we have like this Charuka fight where we have the herald show up to remind you that, oh right the herald's still around and, and that's two they're, hags they're still terrible yeah and and yeah and because and, one of the big things I guess that the hags do in my lore, I, I kind of came up with because this is what they were doing to Little Cloud. They were like yeah. they killed Little Cloud and they were going to raise her as an undead guardian. I, you know, what? I did not connect Little Cloud to Olatika. That was kind of a, I kind of in my own head that was like the connection was a little mm. bit there that this is maybe something the hags do. They they kill good like like monstrous and powerful good aligned creatures and they bring them back as like evil. You know, Undead. abominations yeah, like yeah. that kind of like that's how evil they are. Fun. Yeah. So that yeah. was maybe that was the connective tissue there for me. But diving back into that crazy encounter, you essentially have like almost like a double boss fight happening with the with the the Herald of Angazan and Olatika. Oh yeah, because Christy. Oh well, uh, Kato runs after. Yeah. The runs after him and tries to engage with him, and like that was not a. Wise Ooh. choice. Oof. Not like for, for a character who hardly ever gets hit, she went down fast. Yeah. With a wing arm. <laughs> it's a goofy weapon. Tell me all this weapon. What is that? Uh, I think I pulled it out of some random splat book. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. It's like a specific it's it's it functions like a light mace, but it's also a little cauldron. And you can put <laughs> potions in it, and when you smash like the cauldron against somebody, one of the potions that's in it breaks. And, and spills on and them. spills on them and like maybe it's has kind the of like Emperor's New Groove. It's a little well, like yeah that that <laughs> in, that spell in particular is a little Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> that like she, like what I had on the Herald of Angazan was that there was a, a bunch of different potions and mm-hmm. I ran I rolled randomly for what spell hit Kata. This is what I'm saying with you in the D. The oh the the, the, D, D, the percentile yes. dice you just can't trust me with them percentile no, dice no uh, and that's why Kata's 
because I got to pick from a list of like I forget it was like Animal Aspect or something <laughs> is the name hilarious. of that. I, spell, How I funny for Kata in particular. Well, yeah, it, if it hit anybody else, it actually would have been like really bad. Yeah, but it hit the one person who could naturally shape change, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, it was just funny. And then she went down. She went down hard, and oh. that was because you know I okay. This is like again, it may be how I envision things happening differently, where I didn't really think in my mind that the Herald of Angazan was in the combat. Until she got put in it. And yeah, until Chrissy, like, until Katie decides to take off after her well, by I, cause, herself. Because wait, doesn't Kafka say, don't let her get away? I think, yeah, they'd like say that. And I'm like, Which I, like, I get the, I get the desire. It's very cop show and not fantasy novel. Well, yeah, but I think as a, sitting as in the, in the seat of the player, a hag is right here. Let's kill it. Like, that's one sure, less that's hag. Sure, Like, Let's just, if she's right here, if we can deal with this now, but, and maybe that would have worked if not for Olatika. You can't kill the- You can't kill both. You can't kill, you can't, no, you could never have killed the, the Herald of Angazan in two rounds. Even if those two rounds were really great. I don't think you could have taken Things her down. Things would have had to time. go very well. Like, but they, they didn't, yeah. yeah. They could take her down, like the Herald of Angazan- the Herald of Angazan is on the same level power-wise as Mithilti and, like, she, she's weaker than uh, Zoran Nagam, but, like, she's really tough. She's one of the most powerful NPCs in the adventure. Is she more difficult than that original hag in the jungle? The OG yes. Oh jungle my God. hag? Yes, yes. She, that, that, the original hag was the weakest of the three. Oh, uh, that's why she wasn't doing anything important. Right, like, the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. She they was, sent her off on missions. They're like, come back later. Your thing is just go kill big creatures and bring them back to life. That was her whole thing, I guess. Yeah. So it would have been a tough boss fight all by itself, but Olatika really, I think, was the real... The real threat. Right. Yeah. It was meant to be, the, the, the pattern of that combat was meant initially meant to be, boom, Hectates blows up, Charoka pop up from the roofs and start throwing spears. The players take care of that, but then the Herald shows up, menaces them, and like, and show, shows Olatika, and yeah. then, you know, slinks away. Yeah. And instead, you know, everything just kind of went to shit. It, it was very much like a, Fucking like Vietnam movie. It felt honestly, like honestly, it felt crazy. I remember, like, there's that, there's this beautiful moment where Chelsea is at zero HP. Like, I'm so upset about this NPC right now. So Chelsea's at zero HP, and she can't heal herself. She didn't prepare false life twice or something. You say something like that, mm-hmm. and then she, you kind of make the decision like she's gonna go out fighting. And you describe this beautiful moment where she's like, well, if you're going to go out, go out big and like fire something off at Olatika. You describe how like the light kind of like reflects off her face and she's kind of like kind of smiling and then she like collapses and you're just, I was like, oh, this feels like a mid-season finale and I can't handle it. (laughs) I'm glad that Kafka grabbed her. Yeah, that was good. I was worried. I was worried he wouldn't and then she'd just be dead and I would be very upset. I would yell at Paul, I think. <laughs> You'd be pretty mad. You're the strongest person here. You pick up Cheldy. Dom, you scared her, couldn't you? <laughs> look look at him. Look how weak he is. Oh, poor Damius. Though also, oh my gosh, that little twist of the knife with Damius's dark half being the voice of his father. Yeah. What the f- what the what the f? Yeah, I think that's kind of fun. Like, did you just like throw that out there? I think Alan. I felt like Alan was kind of like hinting at it, and I decided to just run with it. 
that's crazy because like that is I just thought the dark half was just his darkest impulses but the notion that those dark impulses are growing from that paternal place was well like, yeah because his, 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 I, I think there's like some ties right his dad's supposed to be a vampire and like it's shitty and his mom like took them away to the jungle right and yeah and so like he like i think you know there's like it's very vampire-y right where it's like it's the so vampire, vampire. still the vampire still has like a a psychic control over his son like that's but it's very not, but it's not actually his dad it's just like kind of this manifestation of yes that dark that dark part of him that was really i was no, like no, no. i think he might have like a little bit of a say in my interpretation in of like your, what would in, be happening. In your headcanon? In my own personal headcanon. It's very, I don't know, like like a CW vampire kind of relationship. <laughs> sexy vampires. Yeah, it's like sexy vampires doing sexy, sexy vampire things. Oh, so good. Well, my hat is off to you. Like this that was that most recent episode seemed crazy. It was a lot for you to be kind of wrangling, I think, from from just a logistical standpoint. And then a lot for the player characters to be reacting to. Like, Christy's quick thinking to run back out and grab a dead Charuka to drag it in to, like, appease this haunt that would just blast them with acid until they were all dead because they couldn't go back outside because Olatika would be back. It was just a lot of things happening in a way that, as a viewer with, like, an appropriate amount of context, I was very much on the edge of my seat. I feel like we have hit, a, like, a really nice stride lately, and it's really fun to see play out. Yeah, I think that... Man, like since since D Day, which I'm gonna call Dalton Day, it's only it's only been accelerating exponentially. I think things are getting pretty cranked for sh- <laughs> for sure. Starring Jason Statham, <laughs> um, it's it's wonderful to see. I think how your time, ty- like your calendar that you've referenced, that timing all seems to be paying off in like a domino effect that is working for me at least. I think it was an effective tool to set up a whole bunch of different ideas. And it let me bounce off the players and their choices and my own thoughts. And it, it was, it's going pretty well so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So. I feel like you very much Kevin McAllistered this and our players are the wet band that's kind of walking into your house of booby traps that you've laid out for them. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Cal, so much for sitting down with me. I can't wait to see how... The players deal with Olatika. I can't believe Kafka suggested that they do any kind of studying or homework of any kind. Big character growth happening on the Mythos Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of character growth. <laughs> uh, and I just can't wait to see what happens next. And join us next time as we dig into whatever new wild thing is happening in the Dragon's Jungle. And for all of us living outside of the Dragon's Jungle and not having to deal with a giant undead god and haunts and things like that, Take your free time. Go ahead and rate us. Leave us some reviews. It's so helpful to us to know that you're enjoying the podcast. Follow us on our social media at Mythos Manual. Check out our website for additional fun stuff at mythosmanual.com. And of course, come hang with us again next time. Uh, I'm Leslie. Sitting with me, as always, is Cal. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, all you sexy vampires. Sexy vampires.